When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. And the panel this morning, Mr. Sam Ackerman and uh, Mr. Jamie Wall. And Mr. Jamie Wall, you'll be getting uh, pretty excited, I would imagine. Uh, some rugby for you to get your teeth into after uh, a, a bit of a hiatus. Uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend, Jamie? Yeah, good morning, Smithy. And good morning, Sammy. Uh, well, I mean, I would be getting excited about it, but we've spent all bloody week talking about Ian Foster again and Scott Robertson. So it is nice to just sort of clear the air a little bit. Hopefully either of those two don't say anything today so we can have a bit of a clear run into what is, as Nisbo said earlier in the hour, uh, a really, really intriguing matchup in this first game um, tomorrow night between the Chiefs and the Crusaders. Um, these are two very stacked teams. Um, uh, there's the return of Ethan Blackadder as well, um, which I think has really high all-black implications um, as to how he goes um, in Super Rugby and he can continue that really good form that we saw last year until he got un- unfortunately injured because he could have been a key part in reversing some of those results uh, that w- that have dogged the All Blacks last year and have left us in the situation that we have now where all we're talking about is who's going to be coaching them um, rather than just concentrating on who's going to actually get selected in the team, which is a far more interesting conversation to be having. Totally agree. Absolutely totally agree. Um, Sam, before we get into the league, um, the reality is, of course, that uh, we're going to see some rugby. Um, Would you like to touch on the Foster thing, or have you had a guts full? Oh, listen, listen, I want to say, uh, personally, good on Ian Foster. I I think his timing was shit, but all the timing has been crap on this, really. He Choosing the, the week that Super Rugby is going to kick off to finally break the silence after weeks of having a chance to do so is probably ill-timed. But the guy's been a um, the guy's been a, a political football, or at least a, at least a sporting football, really within the context of uh, rugby fans, um, people who, who don't really generally follow getting stuck into the guy as well. So he's had to he's had to cop so much that I actually think he went from um, the most you know the, the spies character that everybody wanted out because he was killing the All Blacks and whatever whatever everybody was saying last year. Now, he's been treated so poorly along the way to, to allow the conversations to go the way that it has and to not have that, uh, you know, that, there's been so many chances to back him or sack him. They didn't sack him, so they got to back him. Anything that they did go on, conversations otherwise. I've been saying with you and anyone else who asked me that, is that if I was Ian Foster, I'd say, I'm not going to be the coach after the, uh, after the Rugby World Cup, whether I win it or not. I don't want this gig anymore because I don't have faith in the way it's done. Do the job finish with your head held high because there's no way there's no way New Zealand can, re-in- can sorry, instate another coach now for the World Cup and have it not be a uh, throw mud against the wall and see if it's a sick situation they've backed him give him the space to do it um, I think he's had his vent and I, I just hope this as Jamie uh, rightfully says hope this is uh, going to dissipate now we can talk about you know what happens on the field rare, very rare and unusual circumstance I know for New Zealand rugby but it would be wonderful yeah, it's, to me, it's a, it's quite un, it's shocking, absolutely shocking the way one person has been vilified to the extent that he has on the back of how uh, he and the coaching group uh, turned it round towards the end of 
last year, and we're still going through this whole scenario. Anyway, Jamie, um, in fact, I wouldn't mind betting you go to Mount Smart uh, on Saturday afternoon because you've spent so much time in Fiji lately. Your team's playing there against Moana Pacifica. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that, that's a that's a pretty good bet, um, Smithy. Yes, I will. I am heading down there on um, on a, a friendly friendly kickoff time at four thirty at, at Mount Smart. Um, yeah, I am intrigued to see how the draw uh, go. Um, I had a bit bit of time to catch up with some of the local rugby um, scribes while I was up in Fiji, um, and it's been really interesting to kind of gauge the public opinion of what this team's all about um, for them because. Obviously, there's a lot of support, um, and then they're very excited about the way the team plays because it showed uh, they showed last year that they're capable of some incredible rugby, um, and I think that's what's got people really interested in this team, not just in Fiji but down here as well. But at the same time, it is interesting to get 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 chatting with the people up there because they still kind of do see it as. Uh, a bit of a shop window, um, if you know what I mean. They're, they're convinced, mm-hmm. a lot of people up there are convinced that that's simply a way for players to get exposed to big-time rugby and then get snapped up by French, Japanese, New Zealand teams. Um, and so they can't, there's kind of a feeling that that team will never really have any sort of consistency and selection um, up there. And also they've had a bit of a bad news story to start the season um, with their <clears throat> probably best player from last year, Vina Hibosi, um, has been stood down um, for off-field, off-field conduct issues. Um, so it's, it's not the best start for them. But at the same time, um, if you look at the storylines around both Moana Pacifica and the Drua going into last year, that they were going to probably struggle a bit but play some really entertaining rugby, the Drua were the ones that kept up their end of the bargain. Um, they, they probably played the most memorable um, game uh, last year against the Chiefs where they had that big comeback. Um, at the end, um, they, they got very close to the Highlanders as well, so the will is there. And on Moana Pacifica, I mean, they've managed to pretty much sign the same team they had last year. What that mm. actually mm. means is, do we act, do, you know, can we actually expect any more out of them? Because it's just the same bunch of guys. Um, mm. And I think that's, they're still in very much in much more of a developmental stage than the draw are. Because I can see the draw knocking off a few teams, especially up in the hot and humid conditions in CG right now. Yep, I look forward to them uh, having the opportunity to play more at home. And, uh, of course, that applies to Moana Pacifica as well. Right, uh, let's head across to um, uh, Rugby League, uh, Sammy, because... Uh, we've had a couple of weeks of pre-season games, trials if you like, trials. Um, we've had a cocktail party and we're uh, all but set to go. Um, and Andrew Webster seems to be making all the right noises. So have you have you looked at the pre-season side of things? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the great thing about pre-season is that uh, everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's a title contender for at least another week or two. Um, so everyone's dreams can be uh, be high in a competition like the NRL. But I, I really like what I've heard um, and seen out of the uh, the, the Warriors outfit. I am not a um, someone who's ever read anything into the results of the preseason. Uh, and you know, some, I heard some people going, "Oh no, the Storm really took it." To, who cares? No one cares. The Storm don't care. The Storm don't suddenly feel more confident because of it. No, if, if you if you back pre-season results for a season uh, then you have never paid enough attention to a pre-season. It is a great uh, opportunity to blow out some steam, try a few combinations, try multiple combinations and I think that what has been uh, put out there so far will allow Andrew Webster 
to be uh, at least within confident within the uh, the 17 he wants to put out. And the great thing is right now, touch wood, um, there's not too much uh, hampering him from being able to put out what he would see as his top 17 for uh, for round one. So it's, a, it's an exciting situation. I love the way that um, Andrew Webster has spoken about uh, taking in feedback, understanding that um, with this role comes pressure. And it's not a, so often they see a, he cut out all the outside noises. They're not saying that. They're saying the outside noises are there. Obviously, take the opinions from people you respect or people who deserve respect over you know someone who's just throwing shade on social media. But they're prepared to embrace a lot more of that. And, and I think that mentality never worked well for the Warriors. So I like the concept where they're putting a lot more onus on the players to take ownership. Haven't heard much uh, from Cameron George, uh, although he's uh, instigated a few things there. Certainly haven't heard, I haven't anyway, anything from uh, the owner, Mark Robinson, which uh, a lot of people I think probably think is not a bad thing. Yeah, look, certainly not, no dramas have come from them, put it that way. They still have been talking and uh, and Mark Robinson's spoken of his you know, desire that, you know, that this club... He's going to, you know, keep owning this club till they win premierships, and then uh, he'll pass it through his family. That's just what he's talking about with his commitment to um, to the club along the way. So there hasn't been negatives um, to throw at this club. And I'll tell you what I think is great is that there's a guarantee that this year, well, even if Andrew Webster underperforms, no, I don't think anyone realistically has gone saying, call for the coach's head. This is, you know, people understand that you give at least a, a season a bit to start in bed and really see what a coach is. Having that distraction away from the Warriors, I think, is a wonderful thing because uh, it has been a huge distraction, the comings and goings. The one the one year where Brian McLean was thrown under the bus after one year uh, was, I don't think we'll repeat that scenario because that was uh, completely wholly unfair to Bluey and a bad it uh, started a, a chain of, uh, of bad moments for the Warriors off the back of that in my opinion so I, I think that stability uh, and a relatively settled squad as well uh, with some good new faces in there I'm, I'm optimistic about um, what, is, what is capable don't don't pull me on the um, our, our year hashtag stuff please uh, Smithy I'm not buying, I, don't, I don't want to buy into that uh, but it, it, it is, it is, if, if by our year are they top 8 contenders Absolutely, but I'm not. I I, I don't. I, I'm, I won't. I can't. You can't make me. <laughs> Bring it home. They said. What's the other one? Bring it home. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, on the sub. On the subject of Mark Robinson's, uh, we'll just uh, jump across to the other Mark Robinson. Jamie, I was just sitting here uh, thinking about all this uh, shamozzle that's going on, and I just I wonder how Steve Chu would have handled it. You reckon? Ha. <laughs> huh. Well, can I firstly say that I'm, I'm just absolutely loving Sam's um, uh, optimism, um, but up to the point of when he actually has to make a prediction of how the Warriors are going to go. Um, which I feel like he's <laughs> shared by, by many Warriors fans. And it's probably these days the most pragmatic way of, um, of expressing your opinion um, a week out from the season starting. Um, but yeah, uh, well, you, how, would Steve Chu, have, <laughs> how would Steve Chu have handled it? Um, well, he wouldn't, we'd never know because um, the All Blacks won everything when he was in charge. And he, well, I think we're seeing now what might have happened had that not been the case. I mean, you've got to remember that, you know, the All Blacks hosted a World Cup, won a World Cup, won the next one in, in very dominant fashion and set records along the way. Um, Steve Chu could pretty much say whatever he liked. Uh, he, he pissed a few people off, sure, but he always had the last word because the All Blacks had always won. Um, I, I kind of feel a bit sorry for Mark Robinson at the moment. Like, having to sort of deal with the fallout of the All Blacks losing 
isn't what he's there for. Like, there's a board that appointed the the coach. Surely they should be answering um, uh, to the public about this. Uh, as far as I I know, Mark Robinson was brought into the role to sort out the union's finances moving into this next sort of decade um, and come in with the Silver Lake plan, which he's got over the line. And, and like, that's what he's... He, he should be really be getting judged on now. We don't know how that's going to go yet, uh, but we'll, we'll find out. Um, like, to me, this is just... It's just such a ridiculous situation because, like, the coaching staff, Foster, all those other guys, yes, they deserve, like, respect and, and, and they get paid for it and everything, but really, at the end of the day, they are the hired help and they get replaced, just like the players do. And and I know that, you know, there's a lot of people feeling sorry for them at the moment, but it, you've got to remember, man, this is professional sport. If this was a Premier League football club, he would have been gone a long time ago. And, like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, if I can fault Robinson for anything, um, it's that he has sort of been a bit more hard-nosed about that side of things, um, because if anything, he's been way too nice. Well, speaking of being hard-nosed, uh, Sam Ackerman, I think Jitka Klim-Clover, who of course is uh, the coach of the Football Ferns, should be getting a bit hard-nosed about uh, some of the performances. We are only now, uh, I estimate, about four months away uh, from kick-off in the Women's w- Football World Cup, and at this stage, um, I fear for us. You have to. Uh, nothing, there's no... Uh, no result um, that leads you to um, believe that this is a, a Black Ferns moment way to unfold. If anything, it feels more like a White Ferns uh, moment um, in the future mm-hmm. where the, uh, the hosting a tournament is wonderful. And look, let's also be very fair. Uh, the White Ferns and Black Ferns in their respective sports are world champion material you know, at different points and different times, in Black Ferns' case, very regularly. But at the football ferns, we have you know, nothing has made us think that they're about to go win the Women's World Cup, right? So let's let's be very clear uh, on what the level of success should be expected from that. But as far as being competitive, bringing New Zealand in for the ride, bringing a whole wave of new generation of, of youngsters involved, uh, getting interested in uh, in the sport, like we saw from uh, the Black Ferns, that feels like a, a real stretch at the moment. Um, and again. I don't think that the general public is concerned about these results that we're seeing of, of late because most most people really only kind of uh, much like you know people don't really watch um, sailing for uh, most of a four year cycle where suddenly all experts and uh, right in behind um, Team New Zealand when it uh, when it comes around I think when the World Cup's on there'll be a bit of fervour a bit of excitement uh, and be proud to see these uh, these New Zealand uh, wahine get out there and uh, represent us with the, to the best of our ability as far as what the results are there's nothing to suggest right now that we should be excited about that no, I totally agree in fact uh, we'll be talking in about uh, 10 minutes or so to uh, Maya Jackman to see if she can give us a, a wee bit more uh, optimism about the whole deal uh, Jamie an important uh, an important time because um, uh, we need to we need to win because um, we need the game to grow uh, and so there's, there's, there's a lot of things at play here for the football fans and, and not just uh, not just winning games. Well, I agree with you to a point um, in that obviously we want the football fans to be playing really well and, and winning games. I think, like, you know, at best, you know, the, the best that they could probably hope for if they were playing well is about a quarterfinal spot um, against, like, a, a really good team. Um, at the same time, I feel like this World Cup is going to be engaging with um, young women and girls uh, no matter what. 
you know, we've got the best players in the world coming over here. There are going to be people who are going to be exposed to all these players and all these teams that they never would have seen before. That's going to happen regardless of New Zealand playing well or not. Um, I think that, you know, we're going to have uh, a lot of infrastructure being engaged with, a lot of jobs being created from this tournament. And I think at the end of it, it's really going to be a moot point just how well New Zealand does outside of a New Zealand football point of view because at the end of it, it's their high-performance unit that needs to really be taking a look at itself as to why this team isn't performing. I've been a big critic um, of Live Golf because I'm old and uh, I like tradition, I love the majors, I love all that sort of thing and I really didn't think it would have uh, much effect on uh, us here in New Zealand uh, until the other day where I learnt, uh, Sam, that uh, Danny Lee has uh, officially joined the Live Tour in some capacity. I'm not quite sure how much uh, he's going to go for or how much golf he's actually going to play, but uh, he's gone, Danny Lee. Does that affect um, your thinking about Danny Lee or don't you blame him? Well, respectfully, we we, haven't, we don't hear, uh, unless you're following um, his career closely, you haven't heard much about Danny Lee uh, in, a, in a wider context in a while. And I've always enjoyed Danny Lee's uh, dry personality. And when he goes well, he's great He's great to watch. I think, and I, this is coming from a guy who lived from uh, through the, and paid very close attention to the uh, Super League era uh, and Rugby League when you know the ARL and Super League were going hammer and tong each other. I love I loved the animosity between it. It almost pulled the sport uh, to its knees, but in the end, it helped them band together, and they're in a stronger position uh, because of it. I, I think the live tours and adding a, a bit of uh, spice uh, and uh, drawing other people into the conversation that normally wouldn't be uh, golf fans. Uh, and I think it, it, there's is pettiness, which can get a bit out of hand, a bit silly. Um, but I, I think that it's a good thing, and it's a good thing for someone like Danny Lee because he potentially walks into a situation now where he can earn more money for less golf. Now, he hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire. If he can do something that's better for his career and it's better options because they're in a, a rush to sign players, it's like during Super League. They started paying like reserve grade players uh, three times the price they were getting uh, previously just to try to get them on their tour to bulk up their uh, bulk up their uh, their tournaments. Same thing with, with golf. So hopefully it leads to uh, good things for him. And if he gets a result on the live tour that he wasn't getting on PGA Tour, wherever else he was respectively playing, then that's a good thing for him. Okay, Sam Ackerman, thank you very much for your time this morning. Jamie Wall, uh, enjoy uh, the Druart against the Moana Pacifica um, on Saturday afternoon, and uh, we'll speak to both these guys again uh, very shortly here on the panel. Thanks for your time, gents. Uh, intriguing uh, some of those viewpoints. 10.22 here on SENZ.